The remains found in a Chatham County landfill are identified as those of 20-month-old Quentin Simon. Several schools across Georgia, including Savannah High, are targets of false reports of active shooters. And Low Country law enforcement identify a woman found dead nearly 30 years ago. I've got those stories and more in this episode of WTOC's Weekly Wrap, a recap of the week's biggest stories from around the coastal empire and low country. I'm digital anchor Jake Wallace. The search for Chatham County toddler Quentin Simon has tragically come to an end. On Monday, November 28th, the FBI announced DNA analysis confirmed remains found at a Chatham County landfill were those of the 20-month-old toddler reported missing on October 5th. The FBI says the remains were found on Friday, November 18th, nearly a month after law enforcement crews began searching the waste management landfill in West Chatham County. WTOC Shay Schrader has more on the search coming to an end. There is no police presence here at L. Scott Stell Park. That's where the mobile command center was set up almost six weeks ago for the Chatham County Police Department and the FBI to work while crews were searching the waste management landfill just a little ways down Little Neck Road. The search, it lasted six weeks and every single day, folks would show up here at the command center as the sun was coming up and then they would be transported over to the landfill where all day long they would be sifting through trash looking for anything resembling human remains. Of of course, the Chatham County Police Department did have reason to believe that the remains that they recovered in the landfill just a couple Fridays ago were Quintons, that being confirmed today after analysis at the Quantico Lab in Virginia. Now, Quinton, he was reported missing around seven weeks ago, and now that his body has been recovered, the family is in the process of making funeral arrangements for him. They posted an obituary today for a local funeral home, and in the obituary it says, quote, Quentin always gave everyone love and hugged their legs. Every time he did something he was proud of, he would come to whoever was close by and ask for boom, which was a little fist bump. I spoke to Quentin's grandmother, Billy Howell, earlier, and she tells me that they are in the process of making funeral arrangements for Quentin, but those arrangements aren't going to be open to the public. She said that it's going to be open to family and friends of the Simons, as well as any law enforcement personnel that did help recover Quentin's remains and, as she put it, help bring him home. On Monday, November 21st, just days after those remains were found, Quentin's mother, Leilani Simon, was arrested and charged with murder. She waived her right to appear at her first hearing two days later, but her public defender entered a not guilty plea on her behalf. Bond was denied. She's scheduled to be in court again for a preliminary hearing on January 11th. WTOC has also learned Leilani Simon has been placed in protective custody at the Chatham County Jail since her arrest last week. The Chatham County Sheriff's Office tells WTOC that means Simon is in a cell by herself, kept away from other inmates, and is given one hour outside by herself every day. Sheriff John Wilcher explains why that was necessary. The whole idea of the thing is make sure she is protected from people in the jail because, you know, this day and time, people are subject to do anything in here, especially when somebody is charged with a crime like she is. Not that she's guilty, I'm not saying that, but you know, you got some people that has a wrong idea and they would want to harm her, and we just can't let that happen. Sheriff Wilcher also tells WTOC Leilani Simon has been placed on suicide watch as determined by mental health workers. You can follow all the latest updates in the Quentin Simon case at the Quentin Simon case page of WTOC.com. You'll find the link in the description of this podcast episode. 
We take this very serious. Those that have uh, this ill intent, that want to disrupt our community and create this kind of anxiety, we're going to hold you accountable. I can tell you that. We're in that phase right now. This is a very, everything uh, is evolved. It's an evolving uh, investigation. That's Chatham County Board of Education Police Chief Terry Enoch. Just hours after Savannah High School was one of around a dozen schools in Georgia to be the target of a false report of an active shooter on Wednesday, November 30th. Hundreds of law enforcement officers rushed to the school's campus just after 8.30 a.m. Wednesday after Savannah police received a call of an active shooter at Savannah High that had injured six students. The school was placed on lockdown as police went through the building, checking classrooms. No one was injured and no shooters were found. Police cleared the building around 11 a.m. and students were reunited with their parents. Chatham Emergency Services says one person at the school was treated for a seizure. That call was determined to be a hoax, just like the many other calls received across the state. WTOC's Haley Bolin caught up with students and parents reacting to a terrifying morning. Parents are holding their students a little tighter tonight, and I spoke to one student who described to me what it was like to be inside this building at Savannah High this morning. Here's what he had to say. They yelled um, that it was a lockdown and teachers started barricading the room. Uh, you heard, saw the cops sweep in and then you heard running and yelling and then there was a scream at one point. Um, I don't know what was going on. Savannah High sophomore Hayden Barrett says this morning's lockdown was both frightening and confusing. I didn't know what was going on. It was like just so quick and something unreal. Meanwhile, he was trying his best to keep his parents updated. He had actually texted me earlier this morning, like 8.30, 8.40, and he told me, he said, Mom, we're all barricaded in our room. We're having a lockdown. They're saying that it's an active shooter. And some anxiety-ridden moments followed. Then he, he went silent after that and kind of spooked me because I was scared. That was the longest moments of my life. Luckily, after learning that Savannah Chatham school officials said they believed the situation to be a hoax, it was a relief, but some parents are still uneasy. Um, he is not coming back to school tomorrow. The parking lot across from the school serving as a waiting area for friends and family eager to see their students. Huge, huge relief. Um, I don't even, I, I, I can't even imagine that it would be any different, but um, just a huge relief that they're okay. Now, relieved but unnerved is the best way to describe how parents and students I spoke with are feeling tonight. Now, school was not canceled after the incident this morning, and it is expected to go on as usual tomorrow. A similar response happened at Brunswick High School on Wednesday and Valdosta High in southwest Georgia. Wayne County Schools placed all county schools on lockdown after receiving a similar threat. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp released a statement on Wednesday saying the FBI is actively investigating these threats and false reports, while the FBI office in Atlanta says it will support local law enforcement as needed. Here's Chatham County School Board Police Chief Terry Enoch again after the all clear was given at Savannah High. We cannot be too cautious. We have to respond. And today we responded appropriately. Let me just tell you something. I have with me our district attorney, uh, Ms. Selena Jones. We're taking this very serious, and those that are responsible for it, we're going to work along with the district attorney's office. We have Homeland Security, the FBI. We have all of our collaborative partners, Savannah Police Department, every department. In early October, schools in South Carolina, including Beaufort High, were hit by similar hoax calls. 
A cold case in Beaufort County at least has a partial answer after 27 years. WTOC's Mike Sela has the details. The Beaufort County Sheriff's Office identifying the victim in a cold case from 27 years ago. The Sheriff's Office says Maria Tellis Gonzalez was found dead in a drainage ditch off Cotton Hall Road in Yemassee back in 1995. She was just 36 years old and from Kissimmee, Florida. Kissimmee, Florida, excuse me. The Sheriff's Office says she died from strangulation. An investigator who worked on the case spoke during a news conference today about what happened that day she left her home in Florida. He says after investigators spoke with family members, Gonzalez had just returned from a trip to Puerto Rico, then left the next day. She was never reported missing. Maria left her Kissimmee, Florida home when her three children went to school and never returned. It was also learned that Maria's husband was home alone with her when the three children went to school. She left without her vehicle. The suitcase she arrived from Puerto Rico with was also gone. The sheriff's office is now looking for two people who might know something about the case. If you have any information, please contact the Beaufort County Sheriff's Office right away. The number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs will play to win their 14th SEC championship on Saturday, taking on number 11 LSU in Atlanta. The dogs are 12-0 for the second straight year and head to Atlanta looking to clinch the top seed in the college football playoff. Head coach Kirby Smart says even with national title aspirations and a playoff spot all but locked up, the dogs aren't overlooking the ability to win an SEC title. It's about next step and uh, having an opportunity to put a number on the wall that, that stays there forever. You know, it's, a, it's an SEC championship. You don't, you don't belittle those. Those are hard to come by. Um, they're, they're what you do what you do for. And there's such a respect, especially in this part of the country, for the Southeastern Conference that uh, winning a Southeastern Conference championship is, is extremely impressive uh, for, for the quality of football and the number of NFL players that come out of our conference. I think our, our players take a lot of pride in that. Georgia and LSU will kick off at 4 p.m. on Saturday from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. You'll only see that game on WTOC, and we'll have live coverage from Atlanta on Saturday. You can get the latest news, weather, and sports updates every night on The News and all the time at WTOC.com and on the WTOC app. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend.